What's good, everybody? Noah Alvarez here with the My Mike and I podcast, episode 96. And before we get into this week's show, as we always do, did want to thank Generic Sports for producing the instrumental playing in the background. You can check out more of his work on soundcloud.com slash generic sports. Also check him out on Twitter, Instagram. Also check out his Bandcamp too. Generic sports, no tricky spelling, just as is. And shout out to my man Vince Correa, who helped design the Mamaik and I logo that you're seeing in your screen. And he also does a lot of work too for the Mamaik and I Instagram page. And if you're on Instagram, go give that a follow at my period Mike and period I. I'm trying to make it the most fun podcast you can follow on Instagram, doing a lot of cheesy synopsis videos. And uh, a lot of people love them, man. I have a lot of fun doing them too, laughing at myself, because it's always good to laugh at yourself. But uh, man, life's too short to take things too seriously, you know what I mean? Um, now, before we get into this week's show, uh, we, do, we did want to remind you guys that, well, not we, I guess I did want to remind you guys that we are available on Apple, on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, as well as the YouTube platform. So be sure to go give me a follow, give myself a follow, my YouTube page a follow. <laughs> there, there's the words for that. Go give my YouTube page a follow, Noah Alvarez, no tricky spelling, just as is. And it's relatively new. I have only a few videos up. I did put episode 95 up as of last Sunday with Krista Marina. And we're going to do a, basically a chopped up version, a little shorter than the audio version here. But we do want to include some visuals. Man, I'm excited for the direction this podcast is heading in so just be sure to stay tuned humble beginnings i know it doesn't look like much on youtube i know it may not sound like much here on this platform that you're listening to but trust me when i say by the end of 2020 you're going to be amazed by how far this podcast has come now i usually like to keep these intros rather short but i'll try my best on this one there's a lot of stuff to get to as far as the coronavirus goes well i'm not going to get too much into it first and foremost guys be safe out there make sure you wash your hands use a hand sanitizer whenever you can avoid large crowds and if you're forced to be among large crowds just make sure you be careful on what you guys if you're touching something that someone else or a lot of people have been touching uh it's you know this is this has been really crazy i'm actually recording this thursday the night before friday the 13th before this podcast released and actually um I had originally was ahead of schedule and recorded this intro on Wednesday night, but so much happened in that 24-hour span from the NBA being suspended and pushed back. Their season has been uh, pushed back indefinitely. Then the MLS followed, the NHL, NCAA canceled March Madness or postponed until further notice. Same thing with MLB. I had actually a spring training trip planned for the weekend of the 14th and 15th, so that's been canceled. So it's just a man. Like I said, within a 48-hour window. This pandemic has really blown the door wide open on certain things. And, you know, it hit close to home, too, because obviously professional sports out of my life. That's fine. I I was thinking, okay, there was a way around this, right? Professional sports aren't everything. But even at work, I coach and mentor middle school youth. And we canceled or we, you know, our league canceled or for until further notice, they postponed our flag football season. And so that's been kind of a bummer as well. Just... Prayers to those affected by the pandemic, the coronavirus. Prayers out to those who have lost work or potentially may lose work in the coming days or coming weeks. Prayers to those that who are our friends and family of the people who are sick or prayers to those who are just really worried. The most important thing at a time like this, 
manages to stay calm you know we don't want to be freaking out yet i know a lot has happened like i said in this past 48 hours that man, it, it seems like it can only go down from here and i'm trying to yeah, I'm, I'm really a glass half full guy especially as of late but man right now it's definitely hard to look at the glass half full when in the past 48 hours it's it's been looking a lot more empty than a full i could say for sure now to switch it to a much brighter topic you know i'm really excited as i've mentioned in the previous podcast for the direction this podcast is heading in a quick little announcement i guess for a personal self for the past three years i've been thinking about ditching my mattress in my room it's you know i have a relatively really small room i have a full-size mattress and it was taking up a lot of space and a couple months ago i had a conversation with 80 and a conversation with ronnie the ceo of colorblind um, both of them had good conversations with me about taking out their mattress and basically making a productive or more productive workspace in their room ronnie with colorblind he is able to work on his brand there he has a station set up and with 80 he has a little in-home studio built inside his room once he got out once he got rid of his bed so i officially got rid of my bed last weekend i'm really excited hoping to put you know a nice desk in there some nice chairs nice microphone nice microphone stands and we're gonna get the ball rolling on this guys like i said 2020 we're going at a different rate different pace we're really trying to make big moves here with the my mic and i podcast now on to this week's show the guest for episode 96 none other than danny and demetrius the co-ceos of scoundrel supply you can check out scoundrel supply at scoundrelsupply.com that's www.scoundrelsupply.com it's a streetwear brand streetwear brand clothing brand (laughs) all about mental health and you know demetrius mentions it in the show but really his goal for this brand was just to get the conversation started about mental health and i really love the fact that we did a podcast about this one usually i say oh this is a fun conversation to check out this is a fun conversation for sure but i think it's an important conversation to check out too three dudes from santa Ana, the orange county area talking about mental health hope you guys enjoy the conversation between demetrius danny and myself about scandal supply and mental health so tell me about Scoundrel Supply. How did you guys get? Am I saying that right? Scoundrel Supply. Uh, Scoundrel Supply. Yeah. Scoundrels Supply. It's sort of hard to say. A little it's bit. A, that's the big conflict <laughs> right now. Even my pops was talking to me, and he's like, "Maybe you should figure out something easier to say." Mm-hmm. And everybody always hits me up, and you know, uh, like what it means and mm-hmm. everything like that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, because like scoundrel, if you look at the actual word, like people don't usually use that word anymore. Mm-hmm. How did you guys come up with that word particularly? Um, so I was originally going to start a brand with my, uh, brand with my uncle. And like I was telling you, um, sort of based on something completely different, uh, just on the chapter of life I was in at the moment. So, uh, we were going to call it dirty rotten scoundrels. And I thought that sounded too much like dirty ghetto kids. Yeah. And then, um, I really looked up the scoundrels word on Google, and if you look at the definition of that, it says to be a miscrupulous or a miscrupulous person or a rogue. Mm-hmm. And then um, rogue really stuck with me because that's like an outcast mm-hmm. and outlier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I feel like that's how a lot of us feel nowadays too, as well. So I felt like it fit in perfect with um, the whole mental health awareness message being that a lot of us feel like outcasts and we don't feel like we could talk to people about our problems and stuff like that. Like we're the only ones going through it at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
as far as like mental health goes, there's not a lot of whole people. I, I felt like a couple of years ago there wasn't a whole lot of people advocating for mental health. Now mm. it seems like a huge wave. What kind of inspired you to make a brand, particularly a uh, clothing brand, about mental health? Um, I would just say going through my own personal mental health problems, um, it was really big with my family. Um, and I was sort of the first one to notice it like out of my family, to be dead honest. Uh, my mom goes through it heavily. And one day she had decided that she was going to go to therapy. And um, she had sort of, you know, brought up the idea to me. And I was like, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. I actually go right down the street on Catella. It's mm-hmm. this place called Mariposa. It's all like intern therapists. But I mean, I love it. I go there um, once every week and I really uh, like we talk about everything and then like my whole week goes good. I go every nice. Monday. Yeah, it's yeah. sick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, me and Danny both come from, you know, like not the best homes, quote unquote, but yeah, I just really wanted to, you know, figure out how I could talk about it with my friends and, you know, make it in a cool way. Yeah. So it was something that everybody's open to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, he's been my friend for a good amount of years now. And even talking to him about his own problems, mm-hmm. it was hard for him to open up to me. And it's like, I realized that that's a really a problem in society. If your own close friend can't mm-hmm. even talk to you. So just imagine strangers trying to talk to you about their yeah. sh- situations and stuff. It's, you know, it's really tough. And I think this brand could help people just be a little more open about it just so they don't feel alone in it. You know, if you can get a community of people, half of them are going to have the same issue. Yeah. Can relate to something they've already dealt with in their life mm-hmm. previously. Especially, too, as I feel like as men, like we're there's like a stigma if you like kind of open up about anything, too. Right. I mean, I remember. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. When and I, like, that's the way I was raised, too, as mm-hmm. well. Like my pops is always like, you know, yeah. <laughs> don't cry to me about it. You know, exactly. you got to figure go it see out your mom yourself. Or like that. Yeah, yeah. All the time. No, they call you like pussy or something. Like yeah. That. I mean, that was just the thing. And, and it was uncles, grandparents, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, all the male figures, you couldn't really talk to them. Mm. I, I found it, you know, kind of like I struggle with it too. Like I always had a, a female best friend just to kind of open up to because, like, you know, I had never with my homies that I played football with or yeah basketball. Or no, yeah, I definitely feel with. that too. Mm-hmm. Danny thinks it's funny because I have female friends too, and I feel like it's great, man. Yeah. Um, cause like just talking to them and they always uh so like consoling like you know oh it's gonna be okay and stuff but they always give advice too so it's cool because they're not really like judging you Mm -hmm. yeah so i like that just going based off your instagram page it says anxiety depression is that something that both of you two suffered personally if you guys don't mind opening up um me a lot of anxiety for sure i mean i got anxiety right now while we're talking (laughs) but that's just because the show (laughs) you know yeah i mean anxiety is an everyday thing for me and the same for me, you know, anxiety is something that, you know, we're in this world where you're, you're held to high standards and mm-hmm. stuff. So you got to try to be that. And it's like you get pressured. But at the end of the day, you just got to do what you got to do and, you mm-hmm. know, keep moving forward. So, I mean, something you have to deal with is. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> what <are> we talking <laughs> anxiety. About? anxiety. Oh. Pressures. So something you have to deal with is with pressure and you got to figure out how to deal with it and mm-hmm. move past it, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's not going to go away and we're going to continue to have it in your life. Yeah. So just figure out how to live with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot of new, um, like, tools and stuff like that, too, to help me through my day. 
I mean, I use my Breathe app on my Apple Watch. Nice. That's like a little thing that helps me out a little bit. But I mean, going to therapy and that's the stuff I try to put on the Instagram page. Little yeah. things that I've picked up from therapy. Like I'm not a therapist, so I try not to be too crazy on it because mm-hmm. I don't want to give somebody the wrong information. Right. And, you know, be responsible for that. So like when I hop on the Instagram, I'm trying to help in the littlest way. And, you know, you sort of got to take it and run with it however mm-hmm. you interpret it. But... Yeah, I try not to really get too deep into it with people just because I don't want to give them the wrong message. Yeah, of course. But you're just trying to share the information or, like, knowledge that you picked up yeah. from the program. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool, too. I, I go to a form of therapy, too, Monday nights. And it's, like, super helpful, like, just learning. Like you said, it's all about tools. Like, yeah. And, and the biggest tools that, like, that we get from there is um, a lot of slogans, you know, like, let go and let God keep it simple. Like, that's stuff mm. that I really, like, keep with me all day. Yeah. And all week and that kind of, that kind of, cause I come from a parents that were really just trying to push perfection on me, you know? Yeah. And so like, I feel like I got anxiety that way. And if I did something away from what they wanted, like they envisioned for me, it mm-hmm. definitely like I had repercussions for it and it kind of made me like feel like I had to be a certain way. So I feel yeah. you on that. My pops actually told me, uh, going back to what you said about, you know, if you're not doing it their way, my pops actually, uh, crazy story. When I first told him I wanted to do clothing, he had his friend come over to try to, like, discourage me. No. My own pops. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Um, and then his friend started saying, you know, no, I really believe you could do it. Like, you just got to stick with it and keep doing it. And that drove my pops <laughs> over edge, man. He got so heated. Uh, I remember he landed up getting a fight with his friend. And, like, it just escalated into this whole big deal. But I mean, now he like, it's funny because now he'll text me every day and he'll be like, um, you know, maybe you could do this with the brand. Maybe you could do this. And I was like, you didn't want me to do this yeah. like, last year, bro. Like maybe now you got to do it. Yeah. So it's cool, like seeing them come around too as well. So, I mean, I just try to sort of stick my ground and they eventually come around after a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Okay, for sure. <laughs> So when starting a clothing brand, you said you've had experience before and you have a different lane. What were some of the difficulties you like kind of found you guys yourself having um, just finding resources to start a clothing brand? Uh, at first, you know, it's, you know, getting all the licenses and all that stuff because um, you need to get the apparel, you know, the, the material, the raw material. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had to go research different brands that we looked at. You know, we had to go to like convention uh, shows and check out different different companies and see what kind of clothes would fit us better mm-hmm. and you know that was our first struggle right there is finding the right um manufacturer that we're going to be working with we're still struggling with that right now really? I mean, we got these but you know that's sort of just like these garments that we got are sort of the best we could find at the time with what we had because we didn't have the licensing the wholesale licensing and stuff like that so that was definitely a big deal um, me coming from the creative side definitely was a lot of like pushing myself to find new ideas and stuff like that like I have to be repetitious about it I have to do it you know I have to really search my head like once every day like some days ideas hit me like that you know yeah, yeah it's, it's right away and right. shit but some days I'm like damn you know we got this coming up and I don't even know if I have anything <laughs> for it right? so it's crazy but uh you know, everything usually comes along at the end of the day. But yeah, definitely licensing was a real big deal. Something that we're still sort of going through right now, but mm-hmm. it should come around. 
Danny usually handles all that shit and he does a real good job of it. So yeah, that and, should be coming up. And so. also like marketing, you know, who we're going to be marketing to, you know, because I mean, our audience can be anybody. It doesn't really matter the age. You right. Know, we're just female, male. It doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's a potential audience for this, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a strategy on how we're going to get into people's eyes, you know, just so they can follow the movement because at the end of the day, we want to help people. That's the main goal for this brand. Mm-hmm. You were telling me earlier that you went to school for marketing, right? So does that kind of help you have yeah, a leg up? Yeah, it definitely helped. You know, some I'm using some of the the skills that we learned in school and in the business as well. But some of it, it all kind of is like particular to our business, you know, mm-hmm. to our our our, our um, business plan. And it's been a little tough, you know, because you have to think of new things, you know, but. One thing I did learn that I'm learning is we got to build a bunch of moms, you know, mm-hmm. moms meaning like someone is a fan of you. So yeah. like if, if your mom is going to be talking praise about you, like this is my son, he's yeah. this, he's that, he's that. We need that for our company, you know, because if mm-hmm. we can build 25 moms, those moms will be talking about our brand <laughs> yeah. and our brand will continue to grow and continue to influence many people so yeah that's, that's the biggest thing like yeah. even with uh technology the internet instagram word of mouth is still the best way to like spread things because yeah. if if you hear it comes to come from someone out um, someone else's mouth like radio or your homie or your teacher like you're just gonna automatically think okay like that's a legit person telling yeah. me like this like i'm gonna take their word for it you know what i mean because it's more personal you know mm. Mm. so with marketing too our thing is like right now, a lot of people that know me are buying the clothes, which is cool. But I really, I really want the customer that buys it, you know, because they they are going through it at the point mm-hmm. in time, you know, like that anxiety, that depression, and it's crazy how many um, you know close friends have hit me up about you know their little anxiety and depression and people that you would never would think would yeah. hit you up about that. And I mean, that's like the most satisfying thing for me. Because helping others go through that is like helping myself at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll say some shit to them and then realize, you know, like, damn, I could have been helping myself in that own little yeah. way. No, it really does. And then when you finally let it out, it's like, you know, it clicks in your head. Yeah. And that's like the, you know how like when Christmas comes around, it's like the greatest gift is giving, like not receiving. Yeah. Like, it's cheesy to say that, but like when you actually do, because I work with students too, like middle age, mm. and a lot of times I coach them in sports. And so like when you pass down knowledge that you knew that these kids didn't know, it's like, it's a really good feeling like when people clicks and you know same thing with your brand help spreading the message whatever you know yeah offer a word of advice and they're like oh thanks you know like that kind of makes you feel good because you like grew from it you know yeah it's like a whole experience from it i definitely agree with that 110 percent. so your brand's relatively new how many years or months was this in the process of making though i mean shit this started from when I first wanted to do clothing at like 16, Mm -hmm. but I mean, just with scoundrel supply in general, um, what we're only on six months. Yeah. Six months, maybe like six months to a year. So like last summer ish. Yeah. Yeah, Last summer was probably when we, you know, sat down and kind of had the conversation, you know, like, you know, you have, you want to create a brand, Mm -hmm. you want to do this. Let's do it, bro. Like, mm-hmm. stop chilling. Let's yeah. do it. He, I told him about it, and he was just like, boom, boom, boom. He was already writing dates on the calendar, and I was like, shit, already, bro? I was like, damn, I still got to work. I got to go and save up some money. Yeah. Like, 
and it was crazy but i mean i love him for that like he really was that push mm-hmm. i mean i have a bunch of influences uncle you know mom everybody was pushing me to do it but danny was like all right calendar we're doing yeah. this this next week and i was like damn that's like a month away dog yeah but i mean it was cool i love that push i mean we're here now because of it to be honest that's good too because you don't want to a lot of times we like to wait for like the perfect time to do things, but you know, yeah. like that perfect time may never come. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be stuff. And even when the podcast, when I wanted to start it and kind of switch up the brand, even uh-huh. like I didn't know what I wanted to do, but sometimes you just kind of like throwing yourself into it, learning by like getting burned by the fire sometimes like as yeah. a metaphor. Yeah. that's the best way to go about it. But you kind of learn on the fly and, like I said, you just don't you don't have to wait for a perfect time to do anything. Yeah, and that was I I would say that was my biggest problem. And I mean, you said you were starting the podcast by yourself, so like I'm sure you could agree with this, but you want it to be perfect and then yeah. you're like trying to while you're in your own head, you're like, uh, this might not work out, so you, you keep on postponing it. And mm-hmm. I mean that's what I was doing. I was like, you know, this might not be as tight as I think it is, so I just like kept postponing it, but then I mean, when I finally put something out there, it was so satisfying, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it wasn't perfect, just the way it came out, you know, was like perfect in my eye. Mm -hmm. So your brand is about mental health. Obviously, the logo is a brain. Uh How did you guys come to come up with that logo? (laughs) Funny story. Me and him were actually going back and forth about this. He was going to start a little business and it was going to be called Lamente, you know, the mind. And uh, I was like, I pitched him the idea. I was like, why don't you put it in the brain? But he says he pitched me the idea of doing the brain. And I was like, we got to get this right for the show tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so it's it's the brain. Um, that's where all your problems, you know, usually generate from. Yeah. It's your own head. Yeah. So I figured, you know, why not the brain, especially if you're doing mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, chose the left side. We chose the yeah. left side. uh Cause that's more logical thinking, you know, we already, I mean, I personally already have the right side. Mm-hmm. So I figure why not put the left side on there, you know, just to sort of be, Are you lefty? have that little play. No, I'm actually right, okay. right handed, but I mean, I'm super right sided with, you know, being creative, whether it be stories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I just really need that left side, like that logical get to doing it. And I mean, that's why we put the left side of the brain on there. Mm-hmm. And, and then it just the, fit perfect. The brain is a strong muscle that we yeah. all, we don't even know that the really power of what it can do, you know? So <laughs> crazy. If we all have a, a problem, we let the brain can take care of it and it will solve everything, you know? Just put your mind to it mm-hmm. and your problems will be solved, you know? It's just, the brain is a very strong muscle. Yeah. I was actually talking about it with like a guest a few weeks back, how like just thinking back like back to history like where we come from whatever you guys believe like at some point we weren't where we are today but you know eventually we became because we were willing to to take risk you know and like yeah. a lot of that is like you know like if we we have an imagination you know what I mean to, yeah. to to develop you know like tools and then eventually fire and then like cities and shit like that you know what I mean mm. the buildings and like so now we're like have AI and computers and yeah like that. You know I mean? it's crazy like the brain is crazy powerful so it's like it's um it's a it's and like you said too it's a muscle like people you know like to get like all big and like exterior physical muscles <laughs> but that shit's like this is the most important muscle that you got to yes, work on you know for sure and a lot of people don't even recognize that a lot yeah. of the time in your opinion why is mental health such an issue in today's society i think it's a big issue because you know the suicide rates are going up mm-hmm. you know and i feel like a lot of that is because people are holding things in mm-hmm. you know they're not being able to talk about their problems 
which causes them to just be sheltered and close themselves off to everybody. And, you know, they end up hurting themselves. If not, they hurt other people. You know, mass shootings have happened. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that's not normal in their head. You know, mm-hmm. something's going wrong with these people. They're not just going out there to kill people for fun. Homelessness, you know? too, as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have that huge, especially here in Orange County, the homeless issue yeah. is massive, you know, and it's not stopping. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are using it as an excuse. You know, they just want to be homeless. They think that's the way out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, is like those people, they need to talk to people. They need to release their ideas mm-hmm. and, you know, just talk to people and share yeah. what they're going through. Maybe somebody can help them, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, a lot of them push it off on drugs and stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean, that's not even what started it. It's like it was their mental that got them into that aspect. And now they're, you know, now they are using drugs, unfortunately. But, I mean, it all started with some sort of mental health disorder where they're like, you know, this is what I'm turning to. Mm-hmm. And then my thing is, is like just a lot of, uh, I mean, even smaller, but like social media, you see it all yeah. the time. Like these people trying to do it for clout and stuff like that. I mean, I post funny videos here and there, don't get me wrong, but I'm not like, I'm not doing this like outrageous stuff. And sometimes I'm scrolling through my feed and I'm like, like, why would you even do that? You know, (laughs) like, dog, we're on Twitter. It's like 12 o'clock on a Sunday and you're (laughs) over here like just doing some outrageous shit. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, it's crazy. And I mean, I just saw a lot of mental health problems like within my family uh, when yeah, I went to therapy, when I went to therapy, um, they had me do like this whole family tree. Yeah. And uh, you basically go back and try to trace where it all came from. And it's crazy because it goes to like, like if I go to my parents, it's like depression, anxiety. If I go to my grandparents, depression, anxiety. And it's crazy like how long it's been coming and like, you know, it's bound to get put off on me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I just know everybody has their own little form of it and we've all gotten to this point where we don't like to talk about our problems anymore and I feel like that is the problem Mm -hmm. like if we just all started talking a little bit more um, I mean that's why I love the podcast you're literally talking with people like this is therapeutical in its own just talking about you know Mm -hmm. the brand and stuff with you Mm -hmm. and you mentioned social media earlier too and it's kind of like a hot topic do you think social media kind of entices people to have depression or to have anxiety because sometimes they develop unrealistic expectations for things oh 110 percent. and you could just see it i mean there was that one i don't know if you heard about that one youtuber that landed up killing himself because his whole youtube page got deleted like I mean, that should never be that serious to the point where you know. Yeah. But, I mean, people do get hooked on it. They mm-hmm. get that like. They get that retweet. And um, people like to run with it. Sometimes people, that's what they hold their, you know, standard off of is social media. Like, yeah. how many likes did I get? You know, yeah. I got more than you. Like, and that's crazy to me. Or followers, I got more followers than you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know I never put that on a job resume. Because I know you're a little younger, but like uh-huh. like us growing up, Facebook kind of came in like when we were already like later on in high school. Yeah. But none of that was really a thing when we were like middle school, younger, yeah, elementary exactly. school. But now, like I said, especially too, working with kids, like like kids will live and die for that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. watching them interact on social media with it's it's pretty astounding and just to think like there's probably four or five six-year-olds with social media instagram twitter reddit it doesn't matter like they have that kind of same anxiety or depression because of it you know yeah and that's it's, what's crazy and it's me. what's what's hard about this is that it's only getting worse because this is 
internet, the social media, social media is becoming like a profession, you know? Yeah. YouTubers are being millionaires now, yeah. you know? So it's like, people are going to want to look up to these people and do all this. But, you know, you got to realize that, you know, you got to work on your mental health, mm-hmm. you know, because shit can go wrong and you got to be able to con- handle that and not like do the wrong things to yourself. You yeah. know, maybe going to du- drugs, going to depression, you know, whatever it is, you can't just think you're these people just because they did it you can do it yes you can do it but mm-hmm. don't doubt put yourself down if you don't do it yeah because i remember even like instagram like four or five years ago i was like when people were saying oh she's like an instagram model i was like like that's not a real thing <laughs> yeah. and then like you know you for like fast forward to the present day it's like crazy like you know everyone has their own sponsor or from a certain local boutique store or fashion nova or whatever you know yeah. what i mean they yeah. can get paid like that depending on the likes and shit yeah. which is, is pretty and guess, people are running with that and that's mm-hmm. why it's so crazy i mean so yeah i definitely do feel like it is detrimental mm-hmm. especially how big it's getting and like he was saying like both of you guys are saying young kids trying to be like that mm-hmm. i mean my parents even want to let me have a fucking flip phone at <laughs> six years old <laughs> let alone social media if i would have had social media my dad would have beat my ass <laughs> he try to mock the things that he sees on exactly TV, you know? yeah, yeah. I remember and because like YouTube was still big like when we were younger and like so like there was a whole like Tyler the Creator when yeah. he did his whole YouTube channel I remember like me and my friends we were big fans of that I was on that shit every yeah, day too. So I used would... to watch all the Tyler the Creator's <laughs> videos yeah and he eventually got his own show but yeah. that's you know like that kind of from rags to riches story you know what I mean like just doing it on your own YouTube mm-hmm. so like people want to have that kind of success stories too in your opinion just like you personally do you guys like social media or do you guys try and stay on it or off it uh, I'm not a big fan about social media. <laughs> he doesn't, he's not on that shit ever. I don't, I don't like to go on that, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, it's part of society now yeah. and it's, you know, for business, it's good. You get exposure that way. So, you know, it's something I'm, you know, trying to develop mm-hmm. and get better at because, you know, as a business owner, that's the way you are. Yeah. That's number one marketing right now. Yeah. It's like, that's, there's no hard to ignore. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, we got to master that. In yeah. A way, you know, so even like speaking of business, like LinkedIn is like a thing now. Like yeah. that's kind of yeah. crazy to think too, a mm-hmm. professional like social media, you know? Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people hit me up for that too. The, my LinkedIn account, I'm like, I don't got that shit. <laughs> <laughs> me too, man. <laughs> I know. I should probably up out. on that. I mean, me personally, <laughs> I love that shit because I laugh at it all the time. Yeah. But I was thinking this morning, like, People are, like, it's just getting more and more outrageous. And it's, like, sometimes I'll be on my Twitter feed and I'll be, like, this is, like, damaging my brain just watching yeah. this stuff. Like, <laughs> staying on it for so long. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was thinking to myself, you know, maybe I should hop off soon and just, you know, stay on brand and, you know, like, some Instagram posts on my own thing. But, but I mean, the- Twitter, Twitter right now is, like... I would say where it's at, but also where you shouldn't be. Yeah. There's definitely where I spend like too many, too too long on Twitter where yeah. I was trying to be productive and I ended up spending like two hours yeah, on it. Yeah, it just like, keeps scrolling. You know? <laughs> but there are some education, yeah. educational pages out there, you know? So mm-hmm. there is good and bad, you know, with social media. So, I mean, you just got to use it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like learn, There's you can learn a bunch on social media right now. Yeah. And take advantage of that, you know, so... And that's the biggest thing, too. On social media, you can change who you follow. You can change your environment. And that's one thing I struggled with. Like, right after college, I came back home, and I had a lot more time on my hands. Mm. And so I found myself on social media more. But, like, I always found myself kind of getting jealous of people, like, who were doing elaborate trips and shit like that. But then I kind of started following more 
inspirational pages, guys like Gary Vee and those like kind of like people, like yeah. people who are doers and advocate other people to do their kind of thing. So that that helps a lot too. Like, but you just have to make that change because if you constantly still follow the stuff that makes you sad or yeah, gives you yeah. depression or gives you anxiety, I follow a bunch of meme pages for yeah. some reason. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah, yeah. And then I notice it, and then I'm like, damn, I've seen the same meme like ten times on ten different pages. <laughs> yeah. So I start unfollowing all of those. And Danny's like, why don't you unfollow all those on the Instagram? Because yeah. I run the Instagram, and I was like, all right, bro, I got you. Saying <laughs> so I started unfollowing all of them because I felt like it was so detrimental to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems fun at the moment, but it really isn't that great. <laughs> that's another thing too, like that's very new to the culture is like memes. Like there's, yeah. I was reading the other day, I forgot what college it was. It's some college in like the East Coast, but they have like you can major in like studying memes. Really? Yeah, and that's I was like, nuts. that's that's pretty nuts. Like I probably get a great A in that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I fucking love me a good meme. To be honest, I love them, but I hate them. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty, and like you said, Twitter, like, there's a whole rabbit hole of, like, pages or funny content, yeah. people doing different and shit. and you just keep going and keep scrolling mm-hmm. and keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'll be up like a crackhead at 2 a.m. just, yeah, <laughs> just it's funny addictive. laughing I remember, like, I don't know if you are on Twitter, like, 2013, oh. 14, 15, but there was a whole bunch of, like, trends that were, like, super funny, like... I remember there was the whole, like, they, they would post a picture, like, all these tacos, but you don't want to talk about it. Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that trend. Uh, and it was, like, all these sons, but you don't want to raise your own. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah, one? yeah. I know what you're like, talking about. all these blank, but you don't want to blank yeah, yeah, yeah. in relation to. Uh-huh, so, like, there was that trend. There was just a whole bunch of trends. The memes were, like, from Spongebob to... And they're quicker about them now. Like, yeah. a trend will be, like... I, back then it used to be like the whole month yeah. now it's going on like three to four days yeah. next trend next thing yeah exactly people get played out mm. I mean there's some that'll still last like the uh, the Spongebob one where he's like doing the whole chicken voice like where you're mocking someone <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah his, yeah. his <laughs> hand on his hip and shit yeah that's funny mm-hmm. My, my manager actually just sent me a meme. Me and him send memes back and forth to each other at one of my jobs. And I think it's so funny. Like, it's cool because people connect off of them. Mm-hmm. My mom sends me memes. She wow. sent me this one about, a, oh, if you're, um, it's like a picture of an owner and its dog. And it's like, she said, oh, this is you. And <laughs> the meme says, here my owner goes, taking me along just to get laid. She's pretty funny. She's even becoming a little expert in her own on memes. That's cool. Shit. Like sometimes yeah. I, I have to explain memes to my mom and she's like, yeah. What is this? And I'm just like, Oh, that's you have to go like back a few years of like, hey, this happened and then just like <laughs> this and this like this and that's what this is. The whole means. lead up to it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I feel like it's cool too because in a sense, like that sort of helped me and my mom patch up our things with our mental health and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like just being able to, you know, communicate on little regular things. Cause she's not that far off in age for me. She had me relatively young at like 18. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I used to not really talk to my mom or my dad a whole lot. But you know, being able to bond over dumb little things like memes and stuff yeah. like that. And then, um, you know, I eventually just rebuilt that relationship. Like, I mean, we're not all doing memes and shit back yeah, and forth yeah. to each other with me and my mom, but you know, it's sort of there's a little bit of beauty in that. Just like being able to, you know, share these little silly things with her and being able to talk to her, as opposed to you know somebody who may not mm-hmm. ever express that side of themselves to their mother. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I pick up on little things like that, and that's what's crazy. Like little mental health things hit me all the time, and I'm like, damn, like. 
and that's like why it's such a big reason why I'm doing the brand because I know it's not hitting everybody else like that. Mm-hmm. Like people aren't learning the little tricks to help them out. People aren't breathing. People aren't doing positive self-talk to help themselves. Mm-hmm. And like that's something that I've really had to incorporate into my day to day. Like I'll be going to work and be like, you know, like you got to kill it today. Like you got to yeah. do good. But some people may not even have that, you know, that ability to do so. Exactly. The, the knowledge of it. Exactly. And I mean, if I can instill it in somebody or just, you know, hint at it every day and then eventually it grows in their head and it's something that they actually do. That's beautiful to me because, I mean, at least I'm helping that person in their own little way. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like so many people don't have that. Do you think eventually like schools, school districts or, you know, like the state board, whoever decides the programming, Mm -hmm. do you think they'll incorporate that in kind of like their curriculum or in some form of dare program? I mean... I feel like they definitely have to. It's going to yeah. be something that has to be done. Mm-hmm. At FITM, when I was going to the Fashion Institute, they had us meet with our counselor. Mm-hmm. And that was cool because, like, you know, you sort of get to meet that person. And she was already showing me little, like, tricks and stuff. Um, whether it be, like, she gave me this little pair of dice, like, to fidget around with because, like, when I'm nervous and I'm talking, I like to fidget with things a yeah. lot or when you're doing Deep things. stress balls. Yeah, Money. exactly. <laughs> That'd actually be a good idea. I was thinking about that. Oh, like yeah, a little yeah. brain, a little, uh, brain? little hey. brain stress bomb, <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, they definitely do have to incorporate it. They have to incorporate a lot of things in the school because, I mean, as everybody's growing, you know, the school has to grow in its own with that. Like, education does, even though I haven't completed college, you completed college, but I haven't. Um, you know, I feel like it is very important just because it shows you know like you could stick with something but if they're pushing a more positive message of what you were sticking with i definitely feel like you know the world would be a lot better place now Mm -hmm. than what it is yeah and there's little things too i mean just like working like i said with the kids when you get an f like it kind of like the teacher kind of makes it seem like it's the end of the world yeah and i can kind of add to like your own just like putting yourself down, you know, and oh, should I, be more kind I of... I super agree. We used to have yeah. a dress code at Seager's Gym, man. I remember that. I used to be stressed out about that, like mm-hmm. showing up to school and not having on the right the right clothes, and then I'm not even focused on any sort of studying. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to get a dress code. Like, I'm going to get in trouble before yeah. I even get in class <laughs> and shit. It's a lot of, like, you did this wrong, but we're and we're going to punish you, but we don't tell you, like, how to be better, mm-hmm. yeah. that kind of stuff. And, I like, we all went to public schools, you know. I think that's something yeah. that, like, could drastically improve because i think like out of high school i think a lot of us we can all say like we were kind of unprepared in certain things yeah whether it was mental health taxes doesn't Mm. matter you know what i mean like there's there's always like there's and and granted i get that math is important i get that you know certain history and science is important Mm. but is it all like necessary for us applicable to the real world yeah exactly and if so like tell us why like Mm -hmm. i do understand now that i'm older why we did have a dress code you know it's to to discipline us yeah. For the real world, because you do have some sort of dis, you have to have some sort of discipline when right. you grow up. Yeah. But I mean, they never tell you that. It's usually, you know, they'll tell you at the beginning, this is what you got to do. And then you get reprimanded because you don't do it. And then it's like, just, it goes down that whole little path. Like yeah. you're used to getting in trouble now. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, hey, we gave you this dress code. This is why. But let's say they said, you know, we're giving you this dress code. But it's because when you go off and go into the real work world, like you have to dress a certain way. Right. If they would have told me that, I would have been like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'm gonna follow dress code." Exactly, and it's 
like it's kind of like the punishments were too harsh like I remember getting detentions or like suspend not in our I don't think oh, I ever got suspensions yeah. but I got detentions for you know my shirt untucked for like we had to tuck in our oh, polos yeah, definitely. at Greenville and stuff like that yeah. and if you, it was like untucked it was like you know what I mean? yeah, you they gave you like too harsh of a punishment for yeah. something so silly you know yeah. definitely I thought it was kind of and like, then you're in detention you're hanging out with all the bad kids and you're yeah. like well shit this ain't <laughs> even that bad, bad? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> am I a bad kid yeah. I sort of like it here <laughs> <laughs> Then that, I mean, that, it all goes into playing with mental health again. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so crazy. Because then you grow up in that whole little phase. I remember being in a, I got in-house suspension because they thought I stole some money in middle school. And then the principal actually ended up apologizing to me and I was principal aide the whole next year. But it was so crazy. But it's like, I met some kids in there and let's say I really liked it in there, like genuinely. Mm -hmm. Like, that could have played into so many other bad things. I remember seeing some kid like, crack up some Xanax and snort it in there and I was like what the hell it's like 7th grade yeah, I, I was like dog I'm still watching cartoons and shit you're over here about the whole thing like, what are you level. going through now? yeah Fuck. and it's crazy and I mean they start them off young that's mm-hmm. why like the prison system's all messed up like there's just a whole bunch of mental health disorders that people go through and mm-hmm. they rather keep pushing on that mental health disorder instead of you know trying to really Mm-hmm. help somebody out in that aspect right rather than re- rehabilitate them you yeah know? Exactly. like prisons are just meant to keep you there and no one comes not a lot of people come back better if it is because of themselves like you know yeah you know, something that they pushed on themselves and right really explored and figured out mm-hmm. but yeah like they don't got no fucking self self-help classes in there no. I, don't, I don't think so i mean i never mm-hmm. in the prison but <laughs> it's definitely a growing industry though like that's one thing like i really when i first heard of your brand because i have a lot of friends that started posting your guys' brand when you guys had your first drop. That's one thing. That's one thing. (laughs) That's one thing that, uh, you know, like just looking at your page and stuff like that's super Mm -hmm. important. Like eventually I think like there is going to be a psychologist at every school, elementary school, even like starting them young and kind of just pushing that on like positive affirmations, you know, being able to share your feelings and that kind of shit. Like it's, it's all, it's all going to be in 20 years. We're going to look back at it and it's going to be like completely different or treated completely different than what it is now. Because I feel like our brand is sort of like an outcast of, I mean, at least in our city of what's going on, um, you don't see a lot of mental health awareness streetwear brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look some up on Instagram and you do see them. But I don't know. A lot of people know me, so they like they correlate the brand towards me. Like you see a lot of the other mental health awareness brands. You don't know a lot about the owner or a lot about the CEO, whoever it may be. And I feel like that's just very important so people know that there is somebody genuine behind it that you know, they know they could talk to. Like I had posted on one of the posts, you know, feel free to send a message and I was like, shit, a lot of people might respond. So I was like, but we may not be able to get back to you as soon as possible. But you know, like I said, it helps me to help them. So I just feel like we're a brand that's more personable with people and uh, that's what I like about it and I feel like that's where we sort of excel mm-hmm. brand wise and I mean I'm gonna keep sticking with it because something I'm passionate about mm-hmm. what were some early whether you were a kid or as a teenager what were some streetwear brands that you liked wearing shit I remember wearing <laughs> famous <laughs> um, well I started off with G-Unit for sure oh hey yeah. okay for sure <laughs> um, and then DC 
I was definitely into DC because I, I was a lot of skateboarding brands. So I was DC. Cir- Circa. Circa for yeah. a little while. Yeah. The big old fat shoes. <laughs> Etnies. Etnies was real big. Um, right. And I used to re-wear the shit so much that my mom used to hide my clothes. <laughs> my I, I just brought that up to her the other day. I was like, because I was missing a pair of pants. I was like, mom, did you have my pants? And I was like, you remember when you used to hide my shit back in <laughs> back in elementary school because I'd wear it too much? And she's like, yep, you're going to thank me one day. <laughs> but it's like, if it fits good, I'm going to wear it like a yeah. lot. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love being out of high school because people don't got to see me every day. So it's like, I'm, I might wear this shit tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it is, it's, it's true because in high school, you don't want to get caught wearing the same thing. Oh, again. yeah. I had to space that shit out wisely. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, definitely, I mean, and then it goes up to Diamond Supply, like, newer things. Yeah. I've never really been too big in, into Supreme and Vape. I mean, always because it was sort of hard to get. Yeah. But, I mean, now that I'm getting older, too, I don't find myself buying a lot of things outrageously pricely mm-hmm. unless it's, like, meaningful. Mm-hmm. So, like, unless there's, like, a strong message behind it, like, and it's crazy how, like, Supreme and Vape, some people have mental health like issues because of that because they're like you know i didn't get the new drop right they're trying to get all 12 drops of the new supreme Mm -hmm. and like their friends have it yeah they go on edge and like that's how you're judging being like Mm -hmm. being cool or you know how you judge yourself and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. that's crazy to me i mean that's why i don't really buy that stuff i mean you see me i'm in vans and Mm -hmm. i got these pants at fucking target i think (laughs) (laughs) no it's crazy even like you know talking about styles like going back into style like air force ones you are huge with amongst middle schoolers especially in the area that i'm um teaching in or you know working with kids in i used to have me a pair of black air forces yeah same here (laughs) Nah, the black high tops i remember that but it's it's crazy like there's there's kids i know who are legit sad because they don't have air forces you know Mm. you know i'm just like guys it's just it's a piece of shoe like it doesn't it's a material it doesn't make you a person yeah it doesn't make you cool it doesn't you know it doesn't add anything to your life it's just a style like you know and that's the thing that goes back to like social media is like social media you see all these people posting there's there's things in there yeah that's where the kids are like i need that i need that you know so that's another thing that's bad about it i Mm -hmm. think you know but it goes both ways with that thing you know Mm mm-hmm so going back to your clothing brand, the first drop it has a lot of your clothing has the it's all in your head on the back of the shirt. Mm-hmm. What, what how did you guys come up with that saying and put decided to put it on the specifically on the back of your shirts? With me, well, we were gonna put it um, on, oh, a, on a sleeve. We were gonna put it on the sleeve, but the way and have it um, upside down so like when you have your hands on your head, like mm. it, you could think about it. See it? Oh, okay. But yeah. um, okay. It just it couldn't wait out, uh, didn't work out because the amount of stitching on it, mm-hmm. and we didn't have enough room for all the you know certain sizes, so yeah. we had to find a new place for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's why it's on the back of the neck. But then the it's all in your head came from we're just all trying to like we just wanted it to be a real basic first drop, and you know we had to go back to the whole mental health aspect, and we want to correlate it as much as possible. So I thought of the it's all in your head. And um, we're going to do a whole bunch of things. But like we said, we didn't have the resources to do them. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to put some things on hats so that it read it like that. But it was really just to get the message out um, of, you know, it is all in your head. Mm-hmm. Like you build up a lot of things. And it was real big for me to put it on the first drop because it was all in my head just to get that first drop out. Like I didn't think I could do it. You know, I thought the clothing brand was going to be a bust. I didn't think 
we were going to get any play off of it. Like, nothing was going to happen from it. And I realized, like, that was something that I had to understand myself, that mm-hmm. it was all in my head. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're always going to try to put something positive on the shirts to keep people, you know, motivated, motivated mm-hmm. and get through their day. And I, that's what sort of marketing we're going on right now. Yeah, and mostly all problems start in your head. Yeah. You know, so it's like, we got to understand that it's all in your head. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Just get over it or figure out how to move past it. Yeah. You know, because it's literally just a little simple thought in your head mm-hmm. that can you can move past. It's like a but, snowball, you know what I mean? Yeah. It actually gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you're, like, freaking out over something so small, you know? Exactly. exactly. And that, I mean... I could, I could always relate back to what you're saying, be, but, like, that's something that happens with me a lot. Like, mm-hmm. it, like you said, it snowballs, and then it, it gets so big. I used to have, like, crazy anxiety attacks and stuff, but I had to I had to really instill the it's all in your head, like, within me mm-hmm. on my day-to-day. And right now, like I said, I do a lot of positive, like, self-talk going through my day-to-day. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much, like, just something to get you throughout your day. Like, yeah. it's all in your head. Like, I, I'll say that to myself or whatever it may be I'm going through. Like, I just got to realize, like, that's what I'm going through at the current time. Yeah. And, and that's huge, get too. Past it, like Danny said. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, you know, share a personal experience of mine. Like, at the beginning of this year, I'm, like, a lot of my friends will call me a workaholic. I'm always working, working, mm-hmm. working. And at the beginning of January, I had a, a panic attack. And, you know, like, after that, I kind of took my therapy sessions more seriously. I took. They, they give me readings to read, so I, I took those readings more seriously. I took yeah. I took meditation more seriously. I'm taking all these things more seriously now. And, like, actually, like, sometimes I'd only do it if I had the time for it. But now I'm, like, making time. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I need these 20 minutes a day to do this in the morning and then 20 minutes at night before yeah. I go to bed. Or, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, like, that's – it's huge because, like, it, you know, whether it's your anxiety attack or whatever, like, it's something that once you have it, like, it's, it's for sure kind of – I want to say it's, it's it's scary, you know what I mean? Like yeah, for sure, like it's something in the that you don't want to ha- have mm-hmm. like happen again. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had one since I don't think high school, but I could definitely relate to what you're saying too about being like the workaholic. Like right now, I'm pushing two jobs and the clothing brand. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get posts out, hit new people up. I mean, thank I'm that's so thankful. Danny's there for me to you know be able to do the licensing and everything like that because I can't even make time throughout my week to do that stuff. Right. So it is a real yin and yang like thing we got going, um, and it works out perfectly. But like you said, like the anxiety attack, you don't want to go back to. So you do have to make that time out mm-hmm. of your day. Like I said, I was at church today. I was doing the breathe thing at church. I was like, <laughs> hey, okay. I don't know, an anxiety attack might hit me right now. I got to do this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you really do have to take. You have to set those twenty minutes a day, even if you're super busy, like how me and you are. Mm-hmm. And it's like. You know, really just make sure to get that done. Mm-hmm. If you could take the time to, you know, do whatever else you got to do, you got to take some time to take care of yourself for a little bit, at it's least once a day. Self-love, self-love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's for important, real. You know? Mm-hmm. What are some things that you guys specifically, because self-love is, can be anything to different people. What are some things that you guys to do for some self-love or just to, you know, kind of slow your things down and, you know, relax for a little bit? Um, I do a lot of positive self-talk. Um, I barely started incorporating uh, breathing exercises as well. Um, Working out, I just got back into working out sort of a big one and you may not realize it at first. Like let's just say you're going to go to the gym, Mm -hmm. just like get big or whatever it may be. Like 
But when you're at the gym exerting that energy, like the bad energy out, it feels so good. Yeah. That helps me out a lot. One thing for me is like I, re- I recently got into reading. Yeah. Know, like okay. A book I just finished is You Can't Hurt Me by David Gubins. It's like... Yeah, it's a, dude. It's about, it's about people, you know, I like to hear them, how they overcame things, you mm-hmm. know. It's just time to you to relate and, like, to really think that, you know, mm-hmm. people are out there doing things and you feel like you're in a bad position or whatever, but at the end of the day, people have overcame a lot right. of things, you know. And another thing I like to do is, like, just walk, you know, just mm-hmm. get out the door, get some fresh air and just take a little stroll through the neighborhood or whatever yeah you know just time literally no phone nothing and just yeah you know, fo- take it take the breather get the fresh air in you and that's it yeah sometimes that could be so special like if you're trapped in a building whether it's work or your house all day like just going to get fresh air is like kind of nice yeah you know, you're like, oh, shit. yeah um the creative process actually helps me a lot too i don't know if you ever get that sort of like it's almost like a natural high feeling but when i'm doing it it doesn't feel like i'm working mm-hmm. so I mean, he had went to a convention like a few weeks ago and brought me back a bunch of pamphlets and I was looking through them on my bed and then I was just like, it felt so good to me just to, you know, be able to look through them. I started writing things down. It wasn't like, I didn't feel like I had to get it done. Yeah. It was like, I wanted to do this and it felt good to, you know, get that creative side out too as well. And a lot of people, I don't feel like do that. They they'll sort of go around their creative process and try to do everything else Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, just doing that. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, definitely the creative, like being able to exert my positive energy on things that I like to do also really Mm -hmm. is self love for me, to be honest. Yeah. And going back to your book, that's the, he's an ex Navy seal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen his Instagram page? No, I haven't seen it yet. You should check it out. Like you do too. Like it's just, it's a pretty, He's a lot of times he's like jogging or he's working out in the meantime, like as he's like uh he like spitting some inspirational stuff. But it's oh, really? he talks very like you know like well fuck your feelings like, you know, like he's very <laughs> yeah, like he's, up, yeah, he's like a typical Navy sure. Seal you yeah, know what yeah. I mean. So it's pretty cool. A lot of people have recommended me that book, so I just yeah, it's definitely it out. a good book. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I recommended myself. You know, it's just that that guy dealt with a lot of things mm-hmm. and, and he overcame a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like. It all starts like in your head, in your mind, mm-hmm. that your mind is really a strong muscle that can overcome a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know. And then you hear other stories where, you know, mind cures other things, you know, from cancer to yeah. illnesses, you know, it's just that shit is really strong. So mm-hmm. you guys, everybody should use it, mm-hmm. you know. If you guys don't mind sharing, what are some of the tougher obstacles that you had uh, overcome in your past? I, I have a lot. You, you can start me, and then I'll <laughs> My, my parents divorced at a young age mm-hmm. and you know that was really tough because you know I grew up like kind of like mom and dad mom and dad you mm-hmm. know and then my mom was my best friend she's my everything so like to see her with somebody else was just that was really tough for me you know yeah so it was like that was one of the big struggles I had as, as a child you know when my parents weren't together and then she she uh, eventually you know started dating somebody else I know he's a great guy, but at the end of the day, that's my mom. But yeah. That's my best friend. That's every, she's still my best friend. She's everything to me. Mm-hmm. So it's just another man in the world was a little tough situation I went through. Mm-hmm. You know, but I know I was blessed. My stepdad is an amazing guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's definitely a good father for me. You know, he's very supportive. You know, he shows, he's a good role model. You know, he's a good husband as well. You know, so that's it's good. just like I got lucky in a, an aspect of that. But it's it was still that's transition was very tough for me mm-hmm. you know 
Um, I'm sort of in the same boat as him to an extent. Um, I'm an only child, though. So my parents actually split on my 16th birthday. Okay. We were supposed to take the trip out here as a, um, as you know, like a vacation. But uh, I just remember them fighting and they um, split up. And we came out here and I hated it here. I hated like being here. Um, and right. I would say a lot of my mental health stuff yeah. came from that because I was living in Vegas before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was born here, but moved to Vegas at a super young age. And then same thing with him, you know, it was always mom and dad. And then um, I'm an only child. So we got out here and I started school. I started liking it. And then I would just say I sort of went, I spiraled out of control. Definitely after that period, um, probably up until about a year ago, to be dead honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm thankful I sort of came out of what what I definitely could have been going through at that time, like where I could be now, mm-hmm. um, is definitely a lot worse position than what I'm in. And, uh, but yeah, they had split up, moved out here, just started partying a lot, uh, definitely going off on the deep end. And yeah, I mean, I'm thankful. I started going to church a lot with my mom and I um like I said I took that leap of faith into doing therapy so that really helped me out a lot too as well. But yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm going on. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing guys. Yeah. What are some plans for 2020 with the brand upcoming? Um so we do have a drop coming late April, early May, um just depending on how it goes, but I actually just barely found out that my cousin is narcoleptic. And mm-hmm. that means, you know, she falls asleep unwillingly and stuff like that. And then wow. I read up a little bit on it. And, um, Dang, that's crazy. yeah, it plays a lot into your anxiety and depression because, you know, you're not. And she's younger, so you're not like every other kid. And mm-hmm. then you start falling asleep and stuff like that. And then other kids are judging you. So, yeah. you know, people don't really um, people don't really take that seriously in. You know, I'm sure she's going through a lot and something I really told Danny that we and he's told me to as well is that we really need to start like helping people as much as we can. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to do that drop. Um, We're going to do that drop and it's going to be solely based on her. And what we're going to do is I'm going to do a five hundred dollar out of pocket donation to her. So for her um, medication and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And then. Half of profits will go towards an actual study because it's such a rare disease that nobody, there's no actual cure for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so there's not a lot of research being done, done on yeah. that, you know, because it's, you know, so minimal, uh, so it's such a small disease mm-hmm. that they're not really putting a lot of, you know, interest and care into it. Like some other ones that most, more people right. have, obviously, they're going to put more money into it. Yeah. So we, you know, we thought it would be good to, you know, to donate to, an organization to help educate or help get more knowledge mm-hmm. to finding a cure or yeah. finding ways to uh, prevent it or even to just get better from yeah. it, you know, because, you know, it's you touch plate base at home, you know, and, it's, right. and you can relate more and you can see that, you know, that people are struggling and mm-hmm. she is, you know, sad and depressed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's just because she's a little different, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's something that can be solved. Yeah, and especially too, like when, like you mentioned, if she's a young kid, like when you're a little different as a kid, like 
people are like other kids yeah. are making fun of you. you I know? mean, high school could be hell for some people. Yeah. And so yeah, we have that coming up. Um, and then summertime, summertime will be probably one of our biggest drops ever. We're doing a lot of brand establishing right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you caught us right after the first drop. So we're still building essentially at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But summer, we're going to try to push for one of our biggest drops. It'll have, you know, the whole roundabout hats, tank tops, shorts, socks, girls gear, um, gym gear and stuff like that. And then um, I believe we might have possibly landed a spot in the block party in June. Oh, nice. So if we we can make that happen. Yeah, so set up a table, Mm -hmm. you know. And just kind of inform people about our brand. Right. And, right know, there in downtown Santa Ana, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, the East End Block Party. Yep. There you go. And a lot of our drops are purely going to be based towards, you know, some sort of topic, whatever it may be. Right. Um, you know, there's always some sort of month dedicated to something. So if we can get ourselves some bit of knowledge on that and be able to, you know, give knowledge on it too as well, we're going to continue to do that. But yeah, just a bunch of experimentation to be honest and brand establishing in this mm-hmm. first year coming up who knows maybe a my mike and i hey, slash scoundrels drop that's that's one thing i do want to branch out is like start making merch like for the show it, yeah you know, obviously one step at a time you know video yeah. first you know i want to start with some stickers that kind of shit but yeah that's you know. that's what we had to figure out too when we first started off you know like what we were going to drop and how many of the things we were going to drop because mm-hmm. you don't know how many people are going to buy it but sometimes you just got to take the leap of faith yeah of course have some extra stuff 100 we actually got your pack right hey, there if you hey. want to open it up all right, all right for the yeah, i want to make sure it's still recording actually. <laughs> yeah all right, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right thank you guys appreciate that yeah like I said, we sort of sold out of a lot, so we had to get you the XL, but it's all good. Good, wash, good wash and dry should fit you like a glove. All right. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Damn, this is nice. For all the viewers. Yeah. There's some extra stuff, too, there in the bag. Thank you. So it's the whole package that you guys do, right? Yeah. That's one thing, too, I saw from people when they're opening up stuff. It yeah. like a whole... Sticker, um, mm-hmm. sticker, and you get your little card. Personal little message thing. that we know we thought of. Oh, really? That, yeah. You know, that we 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 typed out personally. Yeah. You know, and Is it different for each person? No. No, it's all the same right now. Okay. But... It's just basically to continue to share the message on mental health awareness. Yeah. And then, you know, we may adjust it over time. It's that right there. Oh, nice. Dear Scoundrel, thank you for purchasing our first ever drop. Let us spread the word of mental health awareness. We'd love to see you in our new supply tags. Instagram. Stay tuned for your spring collection. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I believe you still got some more in there. (laughs) Sticker? Yes. Sticker. Nice. Yeah, I think that's... And, oh, and there's more? Yeah. Here, two stickers. All right. Wait, All right. there should be one more if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Oh, the pin. The pin. There you go. All right. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank no you problem, very much, no guys. Problem. So before we wrap things up, I do like to ask some fun questions just to kind of help the audience get to know you guys a little bit more. Yeah. Um, what are your go-to toppings on a pizza? Uh, mine is ha- ham and pineapple. Danny's on oh, you're a pineapple now. person. Oh, <laughs> you're a pineapple person. Yeah. Fuck. I'm gonna have to find a new business partner. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 really? that's my favorite. How long have you been into that? 
forever. That's nuts. Well, I like the meat lovers, but that's my go-to ham and pineapple. Yeah, ham and pineapple. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, me, I am pretty basic. I'm just pepperoni, and I mean, I recently saw that you could put bacon bits. Yeah, pepperoni and bacon bits on pizza. That's <laughs> this money right there. That's me. There you go. <laughs> you could have any kind of exotic pet. What would you want? Tiger. Or, yeah, for sure. Like a lion. You know? Okay. A monkey. And people do have monkeys, but I get scared to have a monkey too because they could go off definitely and like. Yeah. Have you heard of like people getting attacked by monkeys? Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. I, Actually, I a funny story about that. Um, I went to the Philippines. No, not to, to Thailand. Thailand. In December. And. Um, they have monkeys. We go to an island and you feed the monkeys. Or you, you're not supposed to feed the monkeys, but they have monkeys there. Mm-hmm. And they sell food there. But the monkeys know that tourists go there. Mm-hmm. And the monkeys were literally grabbing the food from people's hands. Dang. Opening, they, I seen one open a bag of chips. No way. <laughs> drink water, like from a water bottle. Yeah. Like it was crazy. And they told us, you know, be careful because, you know, they do bite and they do attack, you know. <sighs> It's because people give mm-hmm. them food, so they know, like, give me food or not, I might attack you. Yeah. <laughs> That's See, crazy. Seeing shit like that, it, like, makes me... Because, like, there's a lot of people who don't believe, like we don't share the same ancestors as like apes and shit but like when you see that like the ability to open back yeah, that's shit, yeah. it's like come on like tigers don't be doing that shit <laughs> yeah. like bears don't be doing that yeah. shit like that you know what I mean? monkeys are the only other ones that got thumbs I yeah, think. So, yeah like the, the, the thumbs is where it's at right so you need that stuff i heard too in thailand like they'll they'll take your phone or your wallet as leverage like if you're in the city um because i had a friend that went um during in college but like they'll take your phone or your wallet and then you have to like give them food in order and they'll return your phone but they're very smart and savvy yeah, about that yeah, yeah. I thought that's pretty crazy yeah. <laughs> so shout out to monkeys yeah <laughs> shout out to monkeys <laughs> if you were deserted on an island what were, what are five things that you would need on that island pussy <laughs> 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 that's all five that's all I do yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing uh, uh, some water food yeah shelter uh some sort of game okay and something to make fire you know yeah okay yeah. so you're going for practical all right yeah. um shit if i'm stranded on an island my mama has to come with me okay she has to be there i'm bringing her uh definitely bringing my dog food let's see what else food that's good i want to come up with something cool <laughs> uh food shit a jet ski. Even though I can't leave the island, a jet ski. Yeah. We'll, we'll just we'll put that in there. Yeah. You know, I Go gotta be smart it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can at least drive around it, have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> shit. Bib. I don't know. Soccer ball. I play soccer. Okay. Yeah. So soccer ball. Keep, yeah. Cool. Pass the time. <laughs> For sure. If you could have a conversation with any person in history, dead or alive, what would who would it be? Um. Emmett Smith. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I like that one. I, I, I love football. And mm-hmm. um, he was... I, lo- I looked up to him a lot. And mm-hmm. I just feel like I would like to hear a story and how he, you know, how mm-hmm. he overcame things. Because I'm sure he did. He I mean, he came, overcame some obstacles in life. Yeah. So I just kind of would want to hear his story and shit. And know? compared to, like, some of the other former players that are now on TV and stuff, he's not really, like, active. Like, exactly. Deion Sanders or those other guys who are always working on TV. Like, he's kind of... If you see an appearance from him, it's kind of rare, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I would have to say personally, my grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've talked to her before, but if I could still have a conversation with this day to anybody on the earth, mm-hmm. it would be her because she was just always giving me some wisdom and mm-hmm. I just was always there for me. So I would say 110% my grandma. Mm-hmm. Nice. If uh, you could go to any time or place in history, where would you want to go? The 90s. Yeah. 70s. Okay. 90s. You're born in the 90s. 90s is dope. Like the but to be an adult parties. in the 90s. Yeah. Like, I know what he's okay. saying. Yeah. yeah. I feel like to be an adult in the I 90s. Like the house right. parties. Rocking right. the Dura. That's before cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's you know, like a pager, you know? Yeah. I'll get back to you in like five hours. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your house he hates gonna... contacting people on the phone, too. Again. He would have loved the pager, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel, too, though. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of, like, phones, technology. So, like, I... And then I, I was a really big fan of like the music from a tribe called Quest, um, Ice Cube, all those people. Like in the '90s, that was that was it. You okay, know? I guess the '90s is a good one. Golden era. The, the '70s. Why the '70s though? Oh, '70s disco time. Disco, <laughs> disco you fuck with disco? Yeah. Favorite disco song or artist? Uh, shit. Mine was just more so so the the lifestyle that they lived. You mm-hmm. know, it was just a lot more laid back. Yeah, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. But if I had to give an honest answer, I guess I would steal Danny's and say the 90s. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like that'd be a cool age to grow up in. Mm-hmm. Alright, so if you have the day off, would you rather go visit the beach or would you rather go visit the mountains if there was snow? Uh, for me, the beach. Yeah. I yeah. snowboard, so I would say the mountains. Okay. Yeah. Um, the beach is cool, though. I definitely... There was one summer where me and him would hit up all these different beaches. There's like Calif. We figured out Califia, the one that has a train track behind it. Mm-hmm. He takes new people now, but you know it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your favorite beach then? Nah, I I like Newport. Okay, it's like you know it's more laid back. Um, Victoria is cool. And Laguna Beach. Look, Laguna Beach has a couple of beaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Victoria. Thousand steps. Table thousand steps. I like thousand you know. steps. We can't be giving away the secret beaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that one is like, you know, I like to get in the water and right there is a little harder swim right there because it hits super shallow. Yeah. You know, so it's like, like for the swims is like Huntington Beach, Newport, not yeah. the wedge when she's there more deeper, you know, mm-hmm. it gets a little more dangerous for some people. So yeah, it it's does. Like, I, I don't know. I like the water, so I'd rather go to the beach where, mm-hmm. you know, you can, it's a little safe to go in. Yeah. You guys <laughs> ever been to Venice Beach? Yeah. That's, like, one of my favorite beaches. Like, I've only been there twice, but, man, those are, you can see some, like, crazy shit there. Yeah. So, yeah. Venice is always fun. Yeah. We took a trip out there in high school. No, right, either in high school or right after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us are a big group of friends, and it's always a good time. It's definitely real fun with a lot of different people, too, that, mm-hmm. you know, if you take the trip out there, there's a whole bunch of shit to do. A lot yeah. of culture over there. Yeah. I have, dude, I have a funny experience, because my parents, they took me and my cousins there. Like, we would do sometimes little trips like that. And they took us to Venice Beach, but I don't think my parents like knew what Venice Beach was about. <laughs> it's been a while since they had last gone. Yeah. And I just remember the entire time they were like shook, like because you know there's people offering weed, <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, people smoking, okay. there's yeah. like you know there's a bunch of homeless people. There's but it's like a it's like a crazy crazy collaboration of different people from different cultures. Yeah. And they were just like. You could tell they were like, weren't like, we Why didn't did I this? Yeah. And they were like, apologizing to my aunts and uncles. Like, hey, I'm sorry we took your kids to this, you know. There's some crazy story, too. I actually have the guy, he wears like this um, Speedo and he juggles these balls and he's on rollerblades. Oh, me yeah. And my parents took me to go eat at Venice. And I go in the bathroom, and this fool was shaving in the bathroom. Oh. So, and I, that's crazy. I forgot about that story till right now, but. 
Yeah, I just remember walking in there and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then walking out, like, right away, I was like, all shook and shit. I got yeah. back to the table, wasn't eating. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. If, it, if you had to have a last meal on, on Earth, if this was your last meal on Earth, what would it be? Uh, some steak. Yeah? Uh, some mashed potatoes and, mac- and uh, mac- macaroni and cheese. Okay. Steak from where? Do you have, a, uh, like, a favorite steakhouse? Uh, I like Mastro's, to be honest. Okay. That's like... I like that steak. Yeah, I had one actually. Uh, we went to on my birthday in Chicago. I I forget the name. Oh shit! But we had this uh, the tomahawk. Mm. Yeah, it's like this. It comes with a big bone. It's freaking ginormous. It's <laughs> Damn. Bomb. Okay. It was like really like flavor, you know. Mm-hmm. And then once I I got a little bit older, I started you know liking steak more and stuff. So you get it like. If you, I used to get it like well done, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I like start going medium, uh, rare. medium, you know, just to get a little more flavor, you know. So yeah, that's what I would pick some steak. Okay, me, I'm gonna pick a few things. <laughs> like, but it's all gonna be in one sitting because okay, I can okay. eat it all in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Feast and fish. So I'm doing Mama's spaghetti. Okay, I'm doing takis as an appetizer. I fucks with takis heavily, so takis as an appetizer. <laughs> Mama's spaghetti. I love these sugar-free popsicles, so that's for dessert. Okay. And then Sprite, Sprite for my drink. Okay. I love Sprite. Damn. I love soda. I'm a soda kid. My parents raised me on like this crack diet. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's and soda. I was a little chubby boy for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> but I love fast food. But for sure, mom's spaghetti, Takis, sugar-free popsicles, and Sprite. Okay. <laughs> What's an uh, ideal dream vacation for both of you guys? Like together, um, no, we're just playing. Playing. <laughs> no, like, you know, it can be together, but also that's an individual. Um, he's been I'm, places. I yeah, been I've been a couple places, but I want to hit Australia really bad. Australia? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just want to see like the wildlife there. Mm-hmm. They got some crazy beaches yeah. and shit. They got like a bunch of different mm-hmm. uh, regions or like different environments. You know, like mountains, yeah. the rain, like forests mm-hmm. and shit. So I want to check that shit out mm-hmm. one day. And they speak the language. Yeah. I've been to places where they don't speak the language. When I don't speak their language, it's very difficult yeah. to, like, you know, adapt and survive in that shit. What's Even the toughest? Food. Yeah, what's the toughest place that you've been to where the language barrier hurt? Uh, Korea, dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Korea is, like, it's tough. I can't order anything. <laughs> I can't even read anything, right? Yeah, so there's a lot of a good amount of uh, uh, English speakers, mm-hmm. but... Um, like another spot I had really trouble was in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's quite different, mm-hmm. and a lot of people there don't speak English. So yeah, that was the issue there. You know, at least in Korea, the people you can find somebody that speaks English. Mm-hmm. In Portugal, it was like rare to get somebody that spoke English. I was like, fuck, it's tough. Do you speak Spanish at all? Yeah. Okay, I would it's, say it's, it's a little the same, but yeah. it's it, like Italian and Spanish are like you can live, mm-hmm. but like I don't know for Portuguese, I couldn't really understand it. I met someone. Quicker, no? I don't know. <laughs> I'm. You know, it's crazy. I met someone that was from Brazil, and like I had a full on. Like I was at working at a big five, so it was like one of my first jobs out of high school. But he was from Brazil, and like we like he spoke only Portuguese. But I don't know if it was Brazilian Portuguese or different than Portugal Portuguese, yeah. but like I, I remember like understanding like word for word, not word for word, but I understand like the gist yeah. of what he was saying, yeah. and I responded in Spanish, and he understood what I was saying. Yeah. So it's kind of like cool thing where it was like. I don't know. It's like it was super weird to explain, and I never had an experience like that. But we were talking two different languages, but they were very similar yeah, in a sense where I was like, it. I understand what he's saying. Like, That's okay, cool. 
Yeah. That's a, a thing that I started to like yeah. not master but get better at is body language. Yeah. You know, it's like my 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 boy, he's Korean and he speaks to his mom and they're having a full conversation in Korean, but mm-hmm. I can understand what they're saying now, mm-hmm. you know, just from like the way they're moving their hands, the way they're laughing, yeah. you know, what they're looking at and stuff. So it's like you start just getting the little things yeah. and you figure it out. You yeah. Know? What about you, my boy? Uh, me would have to be Italy. I'm half Italian. Ooh, nice. If I could, I don't know the exact name, and it's a shame I don't, but where my Italian side family is from. Mm-hmm. But I heard it's beautiful. It's like up in the mountains, so that would be my ideal place. Mm-hmm. I definitely have to do a lot of traveling. I mean, he's done a bunch. That's good. Me, I travel between the states a lot, but never yeah, same out of uh, country. Mm-hmm. I still need to see New York and shit. Yeah. Um, New York's that's where I have well a lot of my Italian family oh, lives yeah. in New York yeah so I've been out there, quite there quite but... <laughs> <laughs> you sure you're not Sicilian I <laughs> think my aunt's like second richest lady in um, Staten Island right now okay yeah so she's balling but I mean mm-hmm. I don't ever see that side of the family <laughs> <laughs> hey, <your aunt. laughs> yeah so hand out. yeah for sure all right, last question. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? That's crazy. I just had to do this in therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah? And, like, she did this whole weird little thing where she, like, sets up this whole scenery and brings you to talk to your, like, younger self. Um, but with me, my whole thing was was I was, um, I was telling, basically, my younger self, you know, like, your parents did the best with what they could with what they could Mm -hmm. you know like with what they had that's good yeah and um you shouldn't hold resentment towards them and it's also i told myself you know to be nice to everybody and not to expect things back as well and something i had recently thought of today was you know just to because i'm big on church i don't push it on other people but it's you know really have that faith in god and that, that was my personal message to myself. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just kind of like so certain things happen for a reason, you know? Don't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. Don't let it put you down and shit. Like, just, you know, move forward and, you know, figure out the better things of, of the reason for it and why it happened. Or yeah. Don't just try to, like, oh, I fucked that and not be close-minded pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you know? yeah. I know what you yeah. mean. So that's, that would be my thing to take back as a child. Nice. Really appreciate you guys for hopping on again. Mm-hmm. One last time for the uh, the listeners and the viewers, can you guys plug your Instagram and where you can find your um, your website? Yeah, it's going to be um, www.scandalsupply.com. That's also in the Instagram. And let me double check the Instagram. Okay. That's scoundrels underscore supply. Um, if you don't got the spelling, S-C-O-U-N-D-R-E-L-S underscore Supply, S-U-P-P-L-Y. And link is in bio. See you guys in spring. Noah Alvarez here back with the My Mike and I podcast. Just to wrap things up, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast, episode 96. And guys, did really want to mention too, if you're on the Instagram platform, at my period Mike and period I, I'm doing a giveaway for the 100th episode of the podcast. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I'm going to announce it on Instagram. I'll be announcing it too in the next few podcasts as well. And I got something really dope planned out for episode 111. I know I'm thinking way in advance, but man, that's just how excited I am for this podcast for the future and 
just to get the ball rolling on certain things. Like I said, I'm just really in, an, uh, in a really positive mind state and a very hungry mind state, I guess you could say, too. As I've said in previous podcasts, it's all gas, no breaks here in 2020. So I'm really excited for this podcast to take off and just really hit my stride with these things. Now, like I said, this podcast is available on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, would really appreciate if you guys left a rating and review. I love seeing those. I love reading those. Don't think that I'm reading those and not appreciating what you guys are saying. I, I really do appreciate those guys who are leaving rating and reviews. And if you're not listening, just hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button. And if you can, spread the podcast via word of mouth. I'd appreciate any support that I could get. Now, one last time, shout out to Vince Correa for designing the Mike and I logo. Shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instruments in the background. And shout out to you, the listener, for tuning in to another episode of the Mike and I podcast. This is Noah Alvarez, the host, signing off. Till next time.